Welcome to Working Towards Nine, a podcast that strives to secure the full and equal participation of women in the legal profession, produced by the Women Lawyers Association of Michigan. Hello, everyone. This is Kirsten Solwanowitz, the Executive Director of Working Towards Nine. Welcome as we join the blonde mom, Kendra Bissig, for an interview with her regarding how to express your personal style. Hi, Kendra. How's it going? Hi, it's going great. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. We're happy to help. We're happy to have you here, especially as you've styled so many of us Women Lawyers members, including myself. And so I just want to start off with you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you became the blonde mom? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here and speak to your audience. As you mentioned, I have styled many of them and it has been um, a joy to do it. So my background is in event design. I went to Michigan State and graduated with a hospitality business degree. So I'm a bit off path there. I'm one of those people who maybe didn't know what they wanted to do and just pick something because it was fun. But it did leave me lead me to DC. And I lived there for several years, designing some pretty spectacular events. But when it came time to settle down and buy a home and have a family, my husband and I decided to move back to Michigan, where we're originally from. So we bought a home in Gross Point and settled here and had a couple of daughters, a couple of dogs. And in the meantime, I left the event industry and joined a stay-at-home mom's club because I got ants in my pants. It's impossible for me to sit still and not do anything or just be home with kids. So I joined the stay-at-home mom's club and got super involved. I was coordinating different committees. I joined the e-board. And during all of this, I had a toddler and a newborn. And with my second baby, I suffered from postpartum depression. So during that time, I was going to therapy. I was on medication, but I found another coping mechanism in getting dressed every day. So I started showing up to mom's club events, fully dressed, makeup on, hair done, and of course, stuck out like a sore thumb because who does that? Nobody does that. So I started getting all these messages from moms that were in this club after events that would be like, where was your top from? Where did you get your jeans from? I I loved your outfit today. And it snowballed from there. So took this funny path from very creative event design to joining a stay-at-home mom's club to then helping women get dressed. And I really found a niche within um, moms because they were always putting everybody first and not really thinking about what they were wearing until they started seeing me and putting myself together. And, oh, I should be doing that too. I would probably feel a lot better. And it's just grown from there. That's really incredible that you took something so difficult and turned it into literally a business. And I suffered from postpartum anxiety. And when I came to you, I was, I think just a year, I think my son had just turned a year old and I'd come to get some headshots outfits. And between you and Emma Burkasala, it changed my whole perspective on getting ready again, because I had my baby when COVID hit and I started wearing sweatpants (laughs) all the time. And it really gave me something to be proud of to get dressed in the morning. So I'm sure I'm just one of the many people that you helped during their own becoming mothers or whether they're full-time working women. 
doesn't matter across the board. It's truly one of those things that you don't realize how important it is until you have someone like you guiding them through the past. So thank you for all you do. Okay, Kendra, tell me, what does a style session entail? What do you do? What do I do? What does that mean if I hire you for a session? Sure. So I have a couple of different packages that I offer. So on one side, I do closet services where I have closet audits and style sessions. Closet audits are where we go through all of the things that you own together and we try to figure out what to keep, donate, toss, and sell, and maybe what needs tailoring. And then style sessions are where I go through your closet and pull pieces that you have. And maybe some of those pieces are things that you've picked out for me to style because you're having a mental block on how to wear it. So I'll go through and put outfits together. So I flat lay everything to you. I call it the modern day clueless closet so that you have all of the images airdropped to you. And when you jump out of the shower, you can just scroll through your phone and pick an outfit to wear. On the other side of what I offer are fittings. I have two levels. I have a specialty fitting, which is one that's more tailored to a, a type of event. Maybe you have family photos coming up or a branding session. It's a shorter fitting, about an hour and a half long. And then I have a customized fitting, and that's much bigger. That's usually one to two seasons. It's an overhaul that includes outerwear and shoes. And with the fittings, I typically hold them at my home studio in Gross Point. I can travel to you for a small fee, but what it is a rack of clothes or two racks, depending on the size of fitting, you come in, try everything on. I get to see everything. I get to see what colors you favor, what silhouettes you favor, what styles you like to wear. You pay my fee and then you pay for the pieces that you decide to keep. And then I handle all of the returns for you. So typically people are in and out. If it's a smaller fitting in an hour and a half, if it's a bigger fitting around three hours and I shop on average, depending on the fitting and what I'm looking for, six to 15 different stores. I try to shop locally at boutiques. I try to do some online consignment thrift stores. I pull from Neiman Marcus. I pull from Target. It really runs the gamut. So I'm not limited to just one store. I've been so blessed with being able to get a little mini session. Sometimes those things are so hard to get with you because they're in such high demand. <laughs> Tell me what a mini session is in, in the event that I don't necessarily need a specialized style or a custom style. What is a mini session with you? So I offer mini sessions three times a year. They're offered in February around Valentine's Day. They're always themed. So the Valentine's Day mini sessions, of course, are going to be date night themed outfits. Anything from having a fire at home and a pizza and playing a board game, opening a bottle of wine up to you're going to the top of the Renaissance Center for a very fancy she-she dinner. So those are my February sessions. My May sessions are always the week before Mother's Day, and they generally focus on summer tops and dresses. And then my November sessions are always holiday themed. So again, there's a range of formality. So a lot of it's casual, maybe some casual holiday parties, um, or maybe it's fancy cocktail dresses, sequins. There's usually a lot of glitter and velvet in those racks, but those are mini sessions. They're quick fire fitting. So 
When you sign up for one, I'll usually offer 10 to 12 between two days. They're one hour long. The fitting lasts 40 minutes and then about 20 minutes to check out. I'll have gifts. I partner with a lot of local businesses to offer little gifts that come with them. So I've done cocktails in the past. I've done bottles of wine. I've done facials, blowouts. We've had Burberry lipsticks. There's all kinds of like little things that I try to add into those sessions as a gift for you to take. And it's an all-inclusive fee. So I charge $400 and includes one piece, all of the gifts, and then the full fitting and anything additional that you'd like to purchase, you may purchase from your rack because that has been curated, especially for you. It's not just a general pull. Everything that I grab, even in mini sessions is designed especially for that session, especially for that individual person. Perfect. I think that gives us what we, within that same line, how do you think professional women can balance a polished appearance with comfort during those long work days? I'm sitting here working from home and I'm in my, I call them onesies, but I know that in this industry, they call them jumpers, but being a new mom, there's still onesies in my head. I've got this onesie sweatpant outfit on and it is so comfortable, but I know tomorrow I can't wear this to the office. So how can I, who usually am at work at least nine or 10 hours and then coming home, what is it that we can do in order to stay in that polished, with that polished appearance and comfort during those long work days? Sure. I will preface all of this by saying that these are my personal opinions based on working with nearly a hundred female lawyers over the past six years and over 300 professional women. So I'm going to try to distinguish what is appropriate in and out of the professional environment as we chat today. When we're discussing the balance between looking polished and staying comfortable all day, we have to look at the pieces in our closet as categorized capsules. For example, you have your weekend capsule, your work capsule, your exercise capsule, your athleisure capsule, so on and so forth. So when creating that work capsule, you need to source and select pieces that can be one layered, two are seasonally transitional and three comfortable. But the key here in all of this is fit. You maintain a polished appearance only when your clothes fit nicely. So even in that jumpsuit that you're wearing very comfortably today at home, there might be a cool bomber jacket that you could put over it and a mule and with a slicked back bun and a red lip, and you'd probably look polished and comfortable. And that could take you from sitting here at home to your office. So it's really the fit. It all comes back to that. I hadn't thought of that, but I might have to try that once I <laughs> roll this one through the laundry. So what are some versatile wardrobe essentials that can transition from the courtroom to casual outings. I know a lot of us run from either the court or meetings and we have to go to either dinner with friends or even clients or sometimes even women lawyers events. How can we go from the courtroom to these events that seamlessly without having to perhaps really put a whole lot of effort into changing from one outfit to the next? So there's a couple things here. So first, everyone needs what I call the funeral dress, right? It's that wonderfully fitting dress in your preferred silhouette, which could be a sheath or an A-line, et cetera. 
It's black or navy and works with a pump or a flat, or maybe even a sneaker, depending on what it is. So having that piece is key. Also, in terms of separates, opt for dress pants and a ponte knit, which offers stretch and movement and longer tops, which may be tucked in and don't look sloppy. Lisse brand is one that I really love. It's one, I think we talk a lot about Spanx, but Lisse offers great professional pieces and fabrics that don't wrinkle or stretch out throughout the day and can transition from work to play. That's great advice. I, everybody pushes Spanx and I do too, for obvious reasons, <laughs> but that's a nice brand. What, how do you spell it? Let's say it's, it's L Y S E. Gotcha. Perfect. I'll have to look them up once we're done here. Yeah. It's a great uh, brand for not wrinkling and looking clean. Awesome. Are there specific color palettes or clothing styles that convey confidence and authority for women in the legal profession? Think of it politically. Look at political figures too. In terms of colors, jeweled tones of blues and reds are often associated with intelligence, authority, confidence. Green is more approachable and stable and I would say looks good on most skin tones and and hair colors. Women lawyers should experiment with interesting necklines too that are more conservative. So read, save the cleavage for date night. (laughs) But notched V-necks, asymmetrical scoops and Vs are all great options and also show a creative side too, which I think is important in your line of work. Even though it can be very serious, you also want a dash of that creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. it's sometimes hard to do that, especially with, especially with going to the store sometimes for women is just so intimidating to begin with. So, yes. uh, okay. So how can women lawyers, how can, how can lawyers use accessories to enhance their professional image without going overboard? I know sometimes I think, Ooh, that earring's way too chunky or, that necklace is just screaming date night or formal event. And I hesitate to wear it, but can you give us a little insight? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You said it. You said it. Less is more. Less is more in my opinion. And while I'm a fan of expressing yourself with clothing and jewelry, some can be too much. I err on the side of quiet luxury myself. Belts without big logos on them, small stud earrings, delicate necklaces are all good options. Large baubles and bracelet stacks are distracting in the courtroom and in client meetings. So I feel like those things should be reserved for events outside of work. That's a great idea. And perhaps something you can slip on once you're moving from courtroom to event in order to give you that little extra pop of color or extra added personal style once you're not at work anymore. Exactly. So are there any fashion tips to maintain a consistent and professional work look while expressing personal style? This is such a great question and one that's even a little bit challenging to answer, but I'm going to use a client as a great example on how to do this. So she's a professional in the real estate world, not an agent, but she's in that world. So on the financial side and her appearance is important. And it's also important that she's not too loud with her appearance and what she's wearing, but she always looks professional, but fun. You can tell she has her own personal flair has in that it's been considered with each piece that she's curated over the years. So how has she done this? 
she's found and worn items that make her happy. So I think that's the secret sauce in how to do this, right? Is what makes you happy? What makes you feel good? And those are really the things that you're going to wear that will keep a consistent professional look while expressing your personal style. You already know how to dress professionally, right? It's just adding that little bit of your own flair. Not big bobbles though. She, <laughs> no has, she has some really cool pieces. She has a, a button up that has uh, cheetahs all over it, but it buttons all the way up and she tucks it into a pencil skirt that fits her great that has a little fan on the bottom of it. There are just things that she wears that are maybe more creative, but she still looks great because it fits nicely and it's her style and it makes her feel happy. That's awesome. Yeah, I have some of those little shirts. Like the, I'm a big RBG fan. Everybody knows this. Everybody sends me several different RBG etc from families to friends to co-workers even now and a friend of mine sent me this link to a a button-up that has it looks like cheeto and you don't look at it too close but when you look at it close it's actually rbg's head like they designed it so much so that it's rbg's head and I wore it to work at least two or three times and no one noticed. And I thought, okay, I'll just keep wearing it and seeing what happens. But, and then once they notice, once you see it, you can't unsee it, but it's just that cute little thing that someone would never notice that it's there, but it is. But it makes you happy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It makes me so happy, especially because it's like my own little secret, like style (laughs) thing that no one knows about until they realize what it is. (laughs) I love that. It's so cute. And I'll wear my descent earrings with it but I wear those all the time so it doesn't that doesn't throw anybody off or give them any kind of clues as to what I'm wearing but that's awesome yeah it does make me happy every time I wear that shirt it's hysterical yeah that's Uh, where you're pulling in your own flair yes absolutely can you provide advice on maintaining a capsule wardrobe that aligns with lawyers busy lifestyles Sure. Basic wardrobe essentials are what it's about here. Great fitting black navy and jewel tone pants and pencil skirts. Button downs that fit across the bust without popping open. And if you are having that problem, please get a commando strip and put it in between. They make them for tops now. It's a thing. It's not just for the wall anymore. You can stick it in between the buttons. You don't even have to put a pin in it. Blazers in a variety of colors are all necessary. Just stop holding on to ill-fitting pieces in your closet if your goal is to have a capsule. So you have to look for things that can be machine washed. Liverpool blazers are great for this purpose. And Spanx pants, I know we talked about Spanx, Spanx and Lisse. Again, great machine washable pieces that won't wrinkle. And invest in a great steamer. So I love my Jiffy. This will save you time in ironing and really dry cleaning money and time in the long run. But that those are going to be the keys in putting together your own capsule. That's great. And maybe let's tell people what a capsule wardrobe actually is. I meant to do that before, but why don't we tell them now? (laughs) So a, a capsule can be defined in many different ways. If you went to Pinterest, you would probably be totally overwhelmed by the information that they give you. But essentially it's a, a pared down wardrobe. So call it 40 pieces of 
just work clothes. So you'll have your pants, your shirts, your shoes, your accessories will all be within that number. It doesn't have to be 40. It could be 25. It could be 50. Whatever your space and your budget allows for, what it is just a pared down budget of things that you can mix and match seamlessly. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And I try every year, every fall at least, to reinvigorate my wardrobe with a couple new pieces. But it always comes back to either the same colors and the same style and the same everything. And you even told me that's just what your style is. It's not that you're, you don't have to go outside and reach that comfort zone where you're comfortable. What makes you happy is what you need. And that's what my capsule wardrobe has become over the years with your assistance. So what are some go-to hair and makeup tips that complement a lawyer's attire and enhance a professional appearance? Hair and makeup are an important piece of creating and maintaining a professional appearance. Hair should never be tousled and played with in a professional setting. So if you plan to wear it down and brushed, style it in a way that keeps your hands away from playing with it. And in terms of makeup, I cannot recommend scheduling a makeup lesson enough. Understated and neutral are the name of the game here. So avoid faux lashes, frosted and shimmery lipsticks, and overly drawn on eyebrows, heavy eyeshadows. Instead, get a correct color match for foundation, learn to contour cheekbones and apply bronzer for soft definition, and use a lip color that wouldn't be embarrassing smeared on your coffee mug, as I say. Now that comes with the caveat that if a slick back bun and a poppy lip is your jam, then go with it, but make sure that your makeup isn't competing with your hair, vice versa. I love that. I've not, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that lesson is everything though. I did a makeup lesson on Zoom during COVID and it completely changed the way that I applied my own makeup. And even being on Zoom, I know how to define my face so that I look good on camera too, which I know is you guys aren't at, on Zoom as much as what you were, but there is still some of that. So this is one question I've been dying to ask, and I'm so looking forward to the answer. <laughs> what are this fall's fashion trends that can be incorporated into a lawyer's wardrobe without compromising? You know what? I really had to cherry pick the trends here because <laughs> there are not a lot of good professional trends that are out this fall when you think mm. of crop tops, bralettes, sheer things, but <laughs> there are a few that can carry you into professional setting. Number one, the peplum top is on its way back into our closets. Also, okay. what a, is that? A peplum top. Yeah, it's, it's fitted on top and then it flares out right where the hip starts. Oh, okay. So it's super flattering, especially when you have a muffin top like I do from having children. <laughs> it's really good at disguising it. And it's just a great silhouette for a lot of most figures, I would say, and to wear with a more tailored pant. Um, so if you're still a skinny pant girl, that's the top for you. Also, wide-legged trousers. These are hot. They have been all year. They still are now. With a pump and a bodysuit is great. Throw a little crop tweed jacket over it as an additional layer if you need it. That also works. If you are a big fan of baubles and big jewelry, like we discussed a few questions ago, neckties for women 
are super hot, but they're very trendy, right? So it is, it's a look, but neckties in lieu of statement necklaces, that'll be your jam. They look great with button downs. They even look great over a V-neck t-shirt with a cool like herringbone blazer. That's awesome. I love those tips. I will not get on board with the wide leg pant, <laughs> it's not wide for- pant leg. I can't do it. It's like, it's one of those things where the air comes right on up my leg and it makes me cold all day long. So <laughs> it's not a style thing. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> it's, I can't, I get too cold with it, especially in the winter. So that's why I prefer my skinny jeans or skinny pants. What I, all of the things I do are skinny pant leg. I don't blame you. There are people that just can't do a wide leg too. It doesn't matter what the trend is. You still have to wear what complements your figure and and how comfortable you are too. If you feel crazy, I remember wearing a really pair of wide leg or really wide legged pants. And I was walking up the steps and my husband said, it looks like your pants are high-fiving each other as you're walking. (laughs) That was probably 10 years ago. And I think of it every time I wear a really wide leg. So, you know, for some people, it just doesn't work and that's okay. Trends are just trends. They're going to be here for a hot minute and then they're going to leave. So keep wearing what feels the best on you. Yes. Please tell me when the crop top trend is over so I can have the second half of my shirt back, please. I know. I hope it's on (laughs) It's been here far too long. We've given it time in the sun. It's now time to go away. I just, that's just my little plug. If you can talk to your people in the fashion industry and just tell them, please, for those that love to wear them, by all means have at it. I fully support it, but I need a full shirt. I need a full shirt. I have one crop top and I have one of those pairs of pants that go up like past my belly button because that's the only pair of pants I can wear with them. But I just want my other half of my shirt back. (laughs) sister. Uh, So this is a really good question. I'm really excited to hear the answer to this one too. How can lawyers incorporate sustainable and ethical fashion choices into their work attire? I know that certain brands have been in the spotlight when it comes to sustainability and whether or not their company is employing children and yada, yada, yada. And it's become one of those hot topics these days, especially in the fashion world and especially in just in the legal world in general with how can you become more green and how can you save dollars, but without compromising perhaps the ethical boundaries that are the clothes that you wear. So one of the things I do is I wear Rothy's. I fully support them. I feel like I buy a pair every couple months or so, and it's a part of my personal brand, but can you tell us what other brands or what other kind of fashion choices that are out there that can be more sustainable and ethical for us to wear and continue to purchase? I'm a big fan of renting. I I feel like renting offers you that sustainable, eco-friendly fashion choice. And that's what I use to keep my look fresh and attainable too. So I don't keep, people think because of my line of work that I have this enormous closet that's filled with all these new things all the time. It couldn't be further from the truth. I have a tiny 1928 closet (laughs) that 
I cram things into. Thank God for closet connections. They came in a couple of years ago and hooked me up with all kinds of racks and, and drawers and everything so that it fits, but I don't keep a lot, but I need to feel fresh all the time. And I need to wear different things all the time because I am helping people with this aspect of their lives. Right. So I have to keep it. I keep using the word fresh, but that's really the word for it. So I rent pieces during months where maybe I have a lot of meetings. I have events to go to. I'm seeing a lot of different people. Maybe I have some content that I have to do on Instagram or TV, even for lawyers, if you're in court frequently or you're craving variety, you might want to consider that. So I know Rent the Runway is the most widely known rental service, but Express also offers style trial. They give it to you for free for the first 30 days. And then I think it's $60 per month after that. And you get three pieces at a time. And then you have uh, Vince Unfold. I know a lot of women lawyers that love Vince because they're soft and luxurious or beautiful. Armoire, Gwynny B. And my personal favorite is Newly, which is the Anthropology Urban Outfitters and Free People Family. And that's around $100 a month for six pieces. And then additional pieces are $20 each. And then they discount them if you elect to keep them. So you can buy them secondhand for pretty cheap. But if renting isn't your jam, try Poshmark. Use the real real. I, I use the real real all the time for online ordering. And if you're looking for maybe a secondhand luxury bag, look up forward. That's the luxury line for Revolve, if you're familiar with Revolve. And don't forget about local thrift stores. Lots of men, lots of gems to be found in local thrift stores. And with many of them, you're supporting a great cause. But in terms of sustainable brands, there are, there are a lot you can, Good Neighbor in Detroit is an awesome store for offering sustainable locally. I know I had a client that came to see me a couple of years ago and that, that was all she wanted. She just wanted sustainable brands or thrifted pieces. And I pulled a lot there because they had a lot to offer. I would, there's a laundry list of brands that I could list off, but it just takes a little bit of research. That's good to know. I'm a big fan of rentals, especially given your advice that I've heard that before. I didn't know Express had one though. So I'll have to look into that because you've styled me in Express despite my my long time dislike for that brand, but they have <laughs> such good professional clothing now. I cannot get over it. Every time I come for a style, you're like, oh, guess where this is from? And it's Express. Yeah. And they're just fabulous, but I didn't know Vince did one and all the other ones that you listed. I'll have to look into them. I do rent the runway in Newly for pieces, especially around event season. And they, women lawyers stuff takes off and I need a dress at least every week. So I do those two pretty frequently. The dress I wore to the wedding last weekend um, was from Newly. And you can go from a t-shirt from newly or like to the super fancy ball yeah. gown if you really want to yeah that's the, the versatility with them is just incredible uh, so they are definitely my favorite as well but I will have to look into the, some of these other ones and especially forward because that sounds awesome too uh, so thank you for those tips that's those are incredible so you talked about good neighbor what are some of your other 
favorite local shops that can be found in the Detroit metro area or across the state of Michigan, whatever your, wherever you are actually. Oh gosh, I have so many, <laughs> but to keep it short and sweet, I always refer people to Savvy Chic in Gross Point, Fair Cloth Boutique in West Village, Detroit over by Marrow Village Parlor mm-hmm. Sister by. And Fern, and I love, if you're up North, I love threads in Petoskey. And something I realized the last time that we were up there is in their basement, they have all their sales stuff, but then they also have what they call the staff closet. So the staff that works there brings their gently loved stuff. You can see the theme here. I love consignment. I love (laughs) I just, I think it's so unique to have things that other people don't have, or maybe there's so few of them now because it might not be the exact trend, right? But you're getting things for a great deal and things are a great fit. I know I was hunting for this Athleta jacket for the longest time, couldn't find it. And then I went to the staff closet a couple of weeks ago in the basement of threads and I found it. Those are just a few of my favorites. I'll have to check those out, especially when I'm back up in Petoskey. So what is next for the blonde mom? What's on your calendar for the upcoming months? Always a lot of fittings. I have many sessions coming up in November, but I really want to start focusing on more style parties where we're getting together 10 or more women to play with different things and talk fashion and how to make practical choices in your own closet and then talking to groups about personal style. I would love to get into a little bit more pers- personal style sessions with companies, with people that want to learn more about how they can have a closet that works for them. That's really great. <clears throat> and then just finally, where can we find you? How can we get in touch with you if we love what you've been doing and want to perhaps enlist your services? Sure. I'm super active on Instagram. So if you ever want to get a sense of what I do, who I work with, my personality, of course, there's a lot of that on there. My handle is at the underscore blonde mom. My website is the And my email is Kendra at the Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to tell us all about how to express our personal style, especially within the legal profession. Sometimes it's hard for us to do that while looking professional. And I think you've given us some excellent tips to do that. So thank you so much. And I hope to see you again soon. I'm sure I will. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was great. Oh, good. It's really great. I know. (laughs) I know. Me too. I'm going to stop the recording because I think we got... Thank you for listening to Working Towards Nine. Music is provided by David Benny. To learn more about this podcast and WLAM, please visit our website at womenlawyers.org. The views expressed during this episode do not necessarily reflect the opinions of WLAM or its members.